I am so pumped. I'm so excited to share with you this word. We're going to title today's talk simply this, running on empty, running on empty. Are you ready? Come on, let's dive into it. All right, hey, before I jump into the word, I wanna just invite you to subscribe to this channel, uh, share this content, and, and please drop a comment down below. Let us know what you think. Let us know maybe what God's speaking to you. If you have any, any suggestions, any comments, anything you'd like to add or see us talk about, drop a comment below and we'd love to, to connect with you. Today, I can't wait because this is a really man, inspirational message that I've, I've preached actually before and I'm really thrilled excited to finally uh, share it on YouTube. I feel like it's going to really encourage somebody. So let's go to the book of John. We're going to go to the book of John, read from chapter four, and we're going to start at verse 13. Verse 13. Here we go. You ready? It says this, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. That was the NIV version, of that scripture. And I love how it says, becoming them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Come on, let's pray and dive into this. God, I, I just pray over the person right now watching. Pray that you'll speak to their heart. Bless this message right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. I love sharing stories about growing up and, and growing up in Florida. There's so much fun stuff to talk about, especially growing up by the beach and the water and, and all the craziness that happens. And I was kind of like the, the, I feel like the typical youth group kid, although I was also the pastor's kid, uh, but I had no intention of doing full-time ministry. So let me just start there. It wasn't until I was, I don't know, 15 years old, probably that I really felt the call of God on my life. But I still had fun in youth group and we did all kind of crazy stuff. And one of the things that I remember so much was, you know, in the summertime, growing up in Florida and youth groups, we take these trips to different springs, to the springs that are in Florida. And, you know, there's so many that you can go to. And one of the ones we went to pretty regularly was an absolute blast. You know, the water was ice cold. And when I say ice cold, I'm being serious. The water was so cold. When you first jump in, it is literally a shock to your body. Uh, but it was really fun because you could swim in the giant spring, literally in, in the spring. It's like 30 feet deep. You can literally see to the bottom where it's coming out of the ground, straight out of the ground and then flowing into basically the, the river that it was creating. You could jump in and swim right there. So it was really fun. The water was so pure, crystal clear. I mean, literally you could almost drink from the water itself. It was absolutely incredible. And then it was so fun because you could swim, but you could also then float. You could float down the river that was following it. And uh, I thought it was always interesting. And thinking about this particular text, it was really revealing to me how a spring produces life. Anywhere that there is a spring, anywhere that there is a water, fresh water, life always follows. And it was interesting to think because the spring we would swim in had life in it and it had life around it. And same thing as the, the, the river that the spring produced, there was life in it and there was life on the sides of it. Animals would, would come to, to drink from the springs. There was vegetation all on the side and there were fish 
and other things living in the water. It's incredible. A spring produces life. You know, I wonder how many would say, you know, they used to be so full of life. Man, I I used to just be full of life, but I don't know what happened. I used to be so excited and so happy and full and of energy in life. And now I just don't feel the same. It's almost as if I feel like I'm running out of energy or better yet, I'm running on empty. You know, the conversation has changed for so many people over these past couple of years, especially through the pandemic and now kind of all these cliche terms of, you know, things throwing out. It's it's getting to that point now where it is a normal. It's beyond just the new normal. It's, it is the norm. And, and things are going to be different, but that doesn't mean they're going to be bad. That doesn't mean that we have to live in fear or live in doubt. But the conversation has definitely changed because used to people would say, you know, hey, you know, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, do you respond? Oh, I'm doing so good. You know, this is going on, this is going on. But, you know, I'm so busy. You know, I'm just really busy. Got a lot going on. You know, it's good. I'm just busy. But now the conversation is taking a different turn because people are saying, oh, I'm doing okay. I'm just tired. I'm doing, doing okay. I just, I'm just tired of listening to all of this stuff. I'm tired of the media. I'm just, oh, I'm just, I'm tired of seeing all this negativity. You know, I'm doing okay. I'm just scared. The conversation has changed. And what we really see is in our world right now in culture, we see people, we see a world desperate to fill the emptiness inside of their life. People are running around scared right now. People are running around living in fear. They don't know which way to turn, although the answer is obvious. The truth is obvious. It's right before us, but yet so many are looking for a quick fix to their problems. Culture right now is telling you to just do what you want to do, fill your life with whatever you want to fill, do what makes you happy, but really it just leaves more people feeling empty because every solution is only temporary. You you can't find any earthly solution to fill the emptiness that's going to last forever. The truth of the matter is there is something better yet. There is someone who can fill this void, this emptiness in your life. When you're running on empty, there's only one thing that genuinely fills your life. And it's a person and his name is Jesus Christ. He's here to fill you. He's here to live in you. He's here to to be inside of you, to produce this spring, not to just fill your life on earth, but to actually fill your life eternally. You know, my friends used to make fun of me because when I was in college, I would always drive my car on E. I would literally, um, you know, it'd it'd be on E for, for days at a time and I wouldn't run out of gas. So they think I had some, you know, miraculous engine or something, but eventually I ran out of gas. Okay. I've been there. And the thing about running out of gas is it's never, it's never a convenient time. If you're going to run out of gas, it's going to be the most inconvenient time in the most inconvenient place. And that's exactly what happened to me a couple of times. One, I remember vividly, like being on the way to class, trying to fly down these back roads and I ran out of gas. It wasn't fun. It was annoying. Our physical life is the same way because right now, so many, maybe you who are watching, feel like you are running on empty. You were just doing all you can to survive. The problem with running on empty in our life is you are one step away from running out of gas. And in life, when you run out of gas, it's the same thing. It's always at the worst time in the worst place. It seems like everything is piling up on top of you 
You've got all this baggage. You've got all this fear. You've got all this anxiety and worry. Everything hits you all at once and you just don't feel like going any further. You don't feel like getting out of bed. You don't feel like pressing on. It's hard, almost impossible to be productive when you are running on empty because all you are focused on is just trying to survive. Let me pause right here and just remind you, listen, if you are in a crew right now, you're watching this together as a group, you're sitting in your car, you're all alone or whatever, let me remind you of the goodness of Jesus Christ. He will fill your life. It does not matter how far you have run. It doesn't matter what you have chosen to run to. God will come and meet you where you are and fill your life up right here, right now, today. I want to give you a little bit of context to the passage that we read in John because it's really important to fully understand. In fact, this is literally one of my favorite passages of scripture in the Bible. It is so powerful because it reveals to us so many layers of Jesus. It shows us on one hand, the human side of Jesus. It shows us on the other hand, the supernatural power and the love that Jesus has. It also shows how Jesus is God, being able to know where he needs to go. Let me give you some context to this passage because I think it's really important to understand this. Uh, Jesus, uh, him and the disciples have been traveling from city to city. They have been doing ministry all along the way. And, and where they are, there's a town called Samaria. And, you know, Jews and Samaritans, they did not get along. They have beef with each other. And in short, you know, they were religious, they were social, they were political enemies. They believed different things. Jews thought Samaritans were unclean and it was better to just avoid the town altogether. So often they would go around Samaria. Here's where it gets really cool because Jesus, in fact, it was written down. It says that Jesus said they had to go through Samaria. They had to actually go through Samaria. And so what did they do? That's that's what they did. They said, okay, are you sure? And so they, they started their trek. They went through Samaria. And having traveled from place to place where they were, Jesus was actually tired, like genuinely tired. This shows the human side of Jesus for a second because the text actually says being wearied from his journey, being wearied from his journey. And if we break apart the word weary in the Greek, we get a word called kopos, which literally means to be beat to the point of weakness or weariness. So we can literally say that Jesus was beat. He was, he was exhausted. He was tired. So they went to this well. They went to a well. Jesus crashed. He sat down at the well. I'm sure he was thirsty. He needed a break. So he sent his disciples off to get food. So he's human enough to need a drink. He's human enough to need to sit down and rest, but he's also spirit enough to know what is about to take place, which is a woman who is going to be coming to this well. And the dialogue that takes place next is absolutely miraculous. See, Jesus didn't care about the differences. Jesus didn't care about what this particular person, this woman had been living in. Jesus didn't care about the, the stereotype of Jews and Samaritans and all of the legalities and the, the, just the, the ridiculous things that people would avoid one another for. Jesus said, no, there are real people that are hurting and what's about to take place is, is absolutely incredible. This woman comes to the well. It says in the passage, it was around noon when this woman came to draw water by herself. 
A couple of red flags pop up immediately because you need to understand women didn't come alone to draw water from this well. They would always come in a group. And second of all, women would not come in the middle of the day, the heat of the day to do this. And yet this woman is doing the complete opposite. She's alone and she's coming in the heat of the day, which obviously means she doesn't want to be around anybody or she doesn't want to be noticed when she's doing this. Maybe she was an outcast. Maybe she was made fun of. Maybe people thought of her differently. And so she just thought it'd be better to avoid people altogether because she was sick of being judged by whatever it is. Well, later on in the text, it's revealed to us exactly what's up with this woman because Jesus asks her for a drink. The woman's like, you don't have anything to draw water with. And then Jesus begins to reveal who he is to her. The miraculous power of Jesus. The fact that he's the Messiah. And he has this conversation with her, which is really, really cool. Because he throws out this line, you know, go get your, your husband and, you know, bring him here. And the lady, the, the, the woman responds back. She says, I don't have a husband. This is verse 17. She, and then Jesus responds back to her and says, you're right. So the woman thought she would get away with like, oh, I, I don't have a husband. Jesus is like, oh no, I know way more about you than you think. And so he says, you're right. You don't have a husband for you've had five husbands and you're not even married to the man that you're sleeping with, that you're living with right now. And the woman's like, you certainly spoke the truth. I mean, this blew her mind. She thinks, how does he know all of this about me? And yet, here's what's so powerful, despite their gender differences, because that was even not the norm for a male Jew to be talking to a female in public, despite their religious differences, despite even the woman's lifestyle, now that it's been revealed to us, Jesus is conversing with her, showing her grace, showing her mercy, and giving her real life. See, this woman had been searching, this woman had been living, on empty. She's been trying to fill her life with everything but the truth. And she didn't realize that this was a divine appointment that was scheduled for her that day. And so as they continue talking, that's when Jesus drops this huge bomb on her and says to her, the, the, the water that I give can become a spring of water with inside of you. This woman didn't realize just how empty she was until she met Jesus. And when Jesus showed her who he was, it fired her up to the point where she left everything. She dropped her water buckets and ran into the city to tell everyone about the person she just met. And because of her faith, people in that city came to know the goodness and the grace of Jesus that day. See, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. America, like, get a grip on yourself right now because there are so many differences that people are choosing to, to literally allow people to unfriend one another. Lifelong friends are no longer allowed to talk to each other because of their differences. Whether it is how you view political differences, whether it's how you, you view your religious differences, it's as if we are the Jews and Samaritans today, right now. We're not getting along and it's completely not from the word of God. See, as believers and Christians, y'all, it is so important that 
You reveal the love of Jesus to those who are hurting and to those who are lost. I feel like it's not our place to stand up on a stage or on a table and just shout and point at people and tell them you're wrong. This isn't the way to go. This isn't right. This isn't what you should believe. We should be living a lifestyle that demonstrates the goodness and the grace of Jesus. And it's by grace that people are able to be saved and see Jesus inside of us. It is your love for your neighbor, your love for your friend, your love to those who don't believe the same thing about you. It's how you show Jesus to them that reveals who Jesus really is. And that's how people can come to Christ. That's how people can find truth. And yet right now it's like as if everybody has this 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 place in their heart where they feel like they got to just shout down Every person who doesn't believe them, they've got to comment on this post. They've got to post their opinion. They've got to share this because if you don't believe what I believe, you're wrong. If you don't believe what I believe, you must not be a real Christian. If you don't believe what I believe, it is toxic. It's not from God. It's a distraction from the enemy. And I think we need to shut up and get a grip and start living like Jesus lived. In this moment, he was at the well conversing with a woman who was living in sin living openly in sin, sleeping around with guys, trying to fill the void in her life. And Jesus is saying, look, you've got it all wrong. He didn't even condemn her. He didn't even point a finger at her. He just said, there is a better way. I can offer you something that will fill your life permanently rather than you having to go around and fill your life with temporary things. There are so many things right now that people wanna just grab to try to fill up quickly. The world will offer you many different things. The world has plenty of temporary fixes for your life. You can go here, you can do this, you can sleep there, you can do this. But the reality is nothing in this life, nothing in this world will truly fill you like the goodness and the grace of Jesus, like the reality of Jesus Christ living inside of you. He's the truth and the only one that can truly fill your life, not once, not twice, but permanently. The text said that it becomes inside of you. There's a spring that forms inside of you that wells up to eternal life. What does a spring do? It produces life. It never runs out. There's a constant flowing. It's like Jesus is the spring and he's pouring into your life. He's pouring new life into you so that you can stay full. I don't have to run here to fill my life. I don't have to go to this person to fill my life. I don't have to try to get this answer here and I don't have to try to meditate over here. I can allow the goodness and the grace of Jesus. I can allow his forgiveness and his mercy. I can allow the person of Jesus who died on the cross and rose again for me to live inside and set me free. That's the Jesus we know today. That's the Jesus who we serve who's willing to say, I don't care what you've done in the past. I forgive you of your sin. Now be filled with my love and my grace to the fullness, to the fullness of what you can handle. That is the goodness of our God. I wonder if like right now you are running on empty. I wonder if if today, like you're sitting here watching this video and you're like, man, I, I am searching to fill this emptiness and I have not found it yet. Look, and I'll be really honest with you too. People will go to church every week. They will go to church thinking that that is still gonna solve their problems. If I can just make it to Sunday, if I can just make it to Sunday, then I can fill my life, you know, but 
Truth is, I don't have to wait until Sunday. You don't have to wait till Sunday. Like, you can fill your life right now, today. You, you can fill your life up with Jesus right here on the spot. You don't have to get into some formal prayer position. <laughs> you, you don't have to go to a church. You don't have to sit in a pew. You don't have to go down to the front, to the altar call. Right here, right now, today, Jesus will meet you where you are. He will forgive you of your sins, and he will fill your life forever. That is the goodness of Jesus. And you watching right now, maybe, just maybe, you have been searching for things to fill your life, and you have not found it. You have been running from bar to bar, from relationship to relationship, person to person to try to fill this emptiness inside of you. And I believe right now God is speaking to your heart and he's revealing himself to you saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the reality is when he fills your life, nothing is as good. Nothing can compare to the love of Jesus. Nothing can compare to the the fullness of God. And that's what America needs. That's what culture needs. That's what this world needs right now. Maybe that's what you need today. Maybe you have been running on empty and it's all that you can do to just stay afloat. And today you say, I need Jesus. I just need Jesus in my life. I'm going to give you that opportunity in just a second. Maybe you say, I've, I've had Jesus in my heart. I've, I've been a Christian, but I have not allowed him to continuously fill my life. And today as you talked, it reminded me that I need to be filling up every single day. I need to be worshiping every single day. I need to be waking up, starting my day off with Jesus. We're gonna pray in just a moment and we're gonna invite the fullness of God to just fully saturate your life and to come back in to fill you up. Look, there will always be people in this world that believe differently than you. There will always be political differences. There will always be different stances. Even in religion, we have to literally push it all away and focus on Jesus. Use discernment and wisdom, but don't live in fear anymore. I feel like someone needs to hear that right now because there is so much out there to try to get our attention to live in fear. I'm going to make this choice based on fear. I'm going to go here based on fear. I'm going to I'm going to not go out based on fear when the reality is if it is fear, it's not God. If it is fear, it is not God because where fear is, God doesn't exist. If it's faith, then it's God. So I want to live if I'm going to live in the fullness of Jesus, I'm going to live in faith, not in fear. Cast out fear right now in the name of Jesus. Watch what God does in your life. Let's pray right now that God fills your life. You ready? Come on, let's pray together. God, right now in the name of Jesus, God, we are so thankful that you meet us right where we are. God, in this person watching right now, they need your fullness. They need to experience what it's like to be filled up by you, by your presence, by your power, by your love, and by your grace. God, thank you that you are willing to meet us no matter what we have done, no matter what sins we have committed. You're willing to come to us in the heat of the battle and fill our life. God, remind us that nothing on this earth, nothing at all on this earth can fill us up like you can. 
God, everything that this earth offers us is only temporary. And today, God, we invite you to fill us up permanently. God, come inside of our life to be that spring of living water so that we can flow, so that our life flows, that we have a, a full life that lives fully after you. God, we thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for your grace. And I pray today that for those who are watching that have been living, just running on empty, I pray you will meet them right now and fill their life up. We thank you for your goodness. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, listen, the fullness of God will change your life. So don't forget it. And every single day, you have an opportunity to fill your life over and over and over again. Waking up, inviting God to fill you. Waking up, inviting God to forgive you. Waking up and inviting God into your day. Every moment, you can do that. You can live like that. So let's start right now, today. Don't run on empty anymore. Run in the fullness of God. Hey, thanks for watching this video today. I really hope that it encouraged you, it inspired you. And more than that, I hope it changed your life. I hope now you realize just how real God is in the fullness of God. Don't run on empty, keep pressing forward, and we love you. Hey, we care so much about you. Continue watching, sharing this content, and let's continue allowing God to change our hearts and lives. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks again for watching this content. I just wanted to invite you, if you feel like this ministry has encouraged you in any way, if today's message has encouraged you, you can actually give to this ministry and support what we are doing. You can help get the message out even further. There's gonna be a link just down below in the description. You can click on the link and you can give right now today to continue supporting this ministry. Also, if you wanna just connect with us, or get plugged into a crew somewhere, or maybe you wanna start a crew in your city, you can actually connect with us too. There'll be another link there. You can click that and just connect with us. We'd love to hang out with you, get to know you a little bit more. So just wanna say thanks. We love you and we'll see you soon.